We are so happy you're joining us on our Brentwood Church podcast. To find out more about Brentwood, go to brentwoodchurch.org. During this episode, we hear a great message that we pray will lead you to a new and deeper level with Jesus Christ. So open up your Bible or Bible app and grab a notebook or simply listen along. Good morning. Good morning, Brentwood Church. I can't tell you how excited I was after that song that we sang about the empty grave. I don't know about you, but I was ready to run. It was so good. It's so powerful. It's exciting. This morning, we, just like Matt said, are going to continue our series on Joyless. And uh, last week, Matt did a, gave a powerful message, and he differentiated for us happiness and joy. Happiness is good, but it's momentary that our joy comes from an eternal hope that we have now. It comes from what Jesus has done for us. And one of the things that Matt said last week is that we live in a joyless world. And as I was preparing for this message, I began to think about the body of Christ. And I began to think, why are there so many believers who are joyless? And as I began to process that and pray through that, the Lord began to reveal to me that there are so many of us in this room that we have suppressed our joy because of unbelief, because of fear, because we're trying to measure up. We think that there's a formula that if we do this plus this, we're going to be loved and we'll walk in joy. And this morning, we're going to unpack that a little bit. So, but first, before we get started, would you mind joining me in prayer? Father, may we're here for you, Lord. And Lord, I thank you that you are here for us. I thank you that your power is here to transform our lives. I pray that this message is delivered by the Holy Spirit and brings hope and reminds your people of who you are and your might and your glory and your power and your magnificence. I pray that this word that comes forth would bring these people to a greater level, a new depth in their understanding of who you are. So, Father, we thank you for what you're going to do this morning. I praise you for that. I thank you for the empty grave. I thank you that you are alive in Jesus' name. Amen. So the text that we're going to use this morning is 2 Corinthians chapter 3. You can turn there. And as you do that, I want to show you an image uh, this morning. And this is an image of my husband. He's that hot bald guy right here. Um, and he's the hot guy that was on the drums too. Ladies, he's mine. Um, and, and this is my, our son, Elisha. Now, um, many of you might have heard my story before, but Elisha, he was hit by a car riding his bike three and a half years ago. And he, as a result of his accident, he has traumatic brain injury. Okay? So this kid is incapable, really, of working up joy. Right? It's just there. Look at him. Y'all see how cute he is? 
Y'all, I just want to pinch those cheeks because it's so cute. Um, any moms out there? Y'all feel me. Come on. Come on. You know what I'm saying. Anyway, he's just so sweet, but he can't work this up. And this face right here is reflecting the joy. It's reflecting the joy that he feels because he is loved. He's reflecting the joy that he feels because he knows that Nate loves him. Man, I'm telling you what, this little boy, he loves him some Nate. I mean, he cannot, he can't be in a room and hear Nate's voice and not look for him. I mean, he's, he's so cute that way. He, if, if Nate's laughing, Elisha's laughing. If Elisha's laughing, he's looking at Nate to laugh, right? It's just the cutest thing. And it's just not even this thing that he, he works up. It's just authentic joy. He has no formula in his mind. He's just, he's not capable of that. To create this joy in him. It is just there. I'm going to read something to you. From Dr. James Friesen. He wrote a book called Living from the Heart of uh, living from the heart Jesus gave you. And he says, in a child's first two years, the desire to experience joy in loving relationships is the most, most powerful force in life. In fact, some neurologists now say that the basic human need is to be the sparkle in someone's eye. I mean, if you looked at that picture of Elisha, you can tell that he is the sparkle in Nate's eye. Like he is loved by that guy. He goes on to say, Dr. James uh, Friesen says, and he says, life makes sense and is empowered by joy when people are in relationship with those who love them and are sincerely glad to be with them. Think about that for a minute. I know it's cheesy, y'all. It's not very manly to say, I'm a sparkle in somebody's eye. You know, I get that, (laughs) right? It's just not mm, tough, right? But what it's saying is, is that when we get to a place where we know, we know that we are so loved, we cannot help but reflect that. And too often, we're suppressing it because of fears, doubts, insecurities, and unbelief. You see, here's the thing. Joy, our joy, is a reflection of how loved we are. It's a reflection of how loved we are. My friend this week, Melissa, we had coffee, and she said to me, she saw that picture on Facebook, and she said, I can look at him until the joy of the Lord is in him. She's like, that kid's special. I mean, why, why can she tell the joy? Because it's not worked up, y'all. I'm going to say y'all, and I'm going to say it a lot, so bear with me. <laughs> it's not worked up. He's incapable of working it up, right? He's got traumatic brain injury. It is just there. He doesn't have those things that we have of unbelief and doubt. He doesn't cover that up. It's just there. It's just there. So we're going to turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And we're going to look here at verse 7. And it says, The old way with laws etched in stone led to death. 
Though it began with such glory that the people of Israel could not bear to look at Moses' face. For his face shone with the glory of God. And even though, even though the brightness was already fading away. And this passage of scripture is referencing Exodus 34. Where Moses goes up on top of the mountain and he encounters God. He encounters God, and God writes the law on tablets, right? And and Moses comes down off this mountain after having an encounter with God, and he is reflecting that glory. He's illuminating with the glory of God. I don't know about you, but if somebody walked in here and their face was lit up like a glow worm, it might freak me out. I don't know. Anyone? Anybody know what a glow worm is? Y'all remember those from back in the day? Okay. Y'all work with me here. (laughs) Yeah, it would make me want to flip out. I might literally do flips out of here. It would be creepy. Like, what is happening? But the point of it is, is that Moses was reflecting something. He was reflecting God in his life. He had had an encounter with God. And his life began to radiate with that. Let's keep going in uh, verse 8. It says, shouldn't we expect far greater glory under the new way Now that the Holy Spirit is giving life. Listen, we have a new way. What is that new way, y'all? It's Jesus. What Jesus brought to this earth was not written on tablets, but written on our hearts. It's written on our hearts and it does not fade. It is not temporal. It is eternal. Joy isn't something that is worked up in us. Because why? Because we have the Holy Spirit that gives us life. Who lives in us. If we look at 1 Corinthians 3 here, it says in verse 16, it says, Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God lives in you? What does that mean? You are designed for the presence of God to dwell in you. For the person of the Holy Spirit to live in you. That's what you were designed for. You are designed for the very presence of God to dwell in your life. And guess what? Guess what the Holy Spirit produces? Joy. So when the Holy Spirit inhabits you, you're producing joy. Let's look at Galatians 5, verses 22 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. So when the Holy Spirit fills your life, listen, this is important. When the Holy Spirit lives in you, it is not your job to work up joy. It lives in you. See, joy is not an emotion. Joy is the person of Jesus. It is the person of the Holy Spirit living in us. 
And just like Moses, who had this amazing encounter with God up on a mountaintop, you and I get to experience that day in and day out and all the time because the Holy Spirit lives in us. I'm about to shout amen. I don't know what's happening. (laughs) Serious. That is exciting. Yo, it is not something that you produce. It is what the Spirit of God produces in you. It is what the Spirit of God produces in you. And the cool thing about the Holy Spirit is what what it says in John 14, 26. This is so awesome. It says, when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, and that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. So what does the Holy Spirit do? What does he do? He reveals more and more of who God is to us. And then he reminds us. And he reminds us of what Jesus has already said and done. He reveals and he reminds us. He teaches us and he reminds us who is Jesus. Y'all, what did Jesus do? Why are we so joyless? It's because we forget what Jesus did for us. We are not turned to him. This is what Moses did, right? He encountered God. He had an experience with God. And out of that encounter, that experience, his life reflected The glory of God. And you and I have a far greater glory because it is not temporal. It is eternal. Yes. Oh, goodness. I'm surprised. Thank you. (laughs) Y'all are awake out there. This is not a formula, you guys. We don't get to work up this fruit. It is in us. It is already there. It is in us because of the Holy Spirit. See, joy is the direct result of our relationship with Christ and then produced by the Holy Spirit. Done. It's easy, right? (laughs) It's done. Our joy is a reflection of how loved we are. If we keep going on in 2 Corinthians 3, verses 13 and 16, it says, we're not like Moses who put a veil over his face so the people of Israel would not see the glory even though it was destined to fade away. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Y'all, This is good. Here's the deal. The Spirit of God lives in us, and we put these veils over the Spirit of God of unbelief and doubt and trying to measure up and thinking that we have to earn something in order to produce something. And that is a lie. That is a lie. Come, Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Y'all going to be walking in joy in just a minute. Y'all be clapping. Come on. (laughs) But here's the thing. It is not a joy that fades. Joy that's worked up fades. 
We've got to quit putting veils on our joy to try to hide it because we don't believe that we're loved. Because we don't believe we measure up. I know there are people in this room who are carrying shame and and disappointment and discouragement. You just don't think God can love you. But I'm here to tell you that God loves you because he is love. He is love. And guess what? He loves you so much. His son died on a cross for you and shed his blood for you so that you can walk in this world with eternal joy. You can walk in this with this a joy that does not fade. But the truth is, as a church, why are we so joyless? We've got to lift those veils off of the Spirit of God and let Him shine through us. We must encounter God. We must desire more and more of His presence. We must look to Him. And we must see that we are loved. And then we will reflect that in our lives. There's so many people in this world that need a church that walks a truly authentic, joy-filled life. We look the same. That's the problem today. People look at the church and they're like, everybody there is the same. They're all hypocrites. They all do the same thing. They're all this. And they're miserable. I don't want to be a part of that. Y'all, lift that veil. Come on. We got to lift that unbelief out of ourselves so we can show people, if you believe, you can have this joy that is eternal. We got to be a people who believe, right? We got to be a people who believe the truth of what Jesus did. And then we got to reflect that in our lives. I think about, let's look at 2 Corinthians 3, verse um, 17 through 18. Um, For the spirit of, where the spirit of the Lord is and wherever, sorry, for the Lord is the spirit and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who've had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord who is the spirit makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. So I think about this. I think about, I thought about this this week. Um, I thought about a wedding, right? And the bride is standing at the back at the aisle and the groom is up front. And man, the doors open. She begins to walk down the aisle and she is glorious, right? She's veiled, but you can tell this woman is beautiful, She's just radiant, right? And she walks to the front of the church and stands by her husband-to-be, her groom. And they do this ceremony, and he gets to lift the veil. Man, she was glorious before, but how much more glorious is she now? How much more glorious are we now because the veil has been lifted 
We have the Spirit of God living in us that produces joy. We have access to God all the time. All the time. No veil. Nothing hiding that. We get to reflect that in our lives without veil. But we still do put those veils on top of that joy, on top of that belief. Why? Because we, we don't believe. So we don't believe he loves us. We don't believe that he is for us. That's why the world looks at the church and says, mm, they're cool. They're cool. But man, I want to see joy. I need some of that. Wouldn't it be amazing, y'all, if all of us in this room chose to encounter Christ, to experience him not just once, but day in and day out, experience his presence, and then we, by the power of the Holy Spirit living in us, radiate, illuminate with that glory? How cool would that be? If we, just in this room, truly did that, we truly believed we have access to God, we truly believe what Jesus did on the cross, and we remind ourselves of that truth day in and day out so that we can quit veiling the, present, the joy and the presence of God in us. We put, we'll push it down. I doubt you, God. I don't believe I'm loved. I don't believe what you did on the cross was enough. Ooh. Ouch. I don't believe it. This is what sets us apart as a church. This is what we are. We're his kids. We're his kids. We get to radiate that we are loved just like that picture of Elisha and Nate. That child is radiating that he is loved. He's illuminating it. Baby, I know he's loved because I can see it in him. I mean, that kid, he cannot move on his own. He can't talk. He just, he expresses himself with grunts and moans. That's how he tries to communicate. He responds with that. But I'm telling you something, when I look at that picture and when I see him, I know that he's filled with God. I know that he's filled with joy. Y'all listen, in the last three and a half years, that little boy has had nine surgeries. Last year alone, he had two major ones. And he is sitting there smiling. He is sitting there reflecting the joy of the Lord. It's not something that he is able to work up. It is not a formula. It's not. I love what what Matt uh, Chandler says. He's like, God is ferocious about our joy. Man, I think ferocious, you know. He's extremely aggressive. <laughs> why why is he so aggressive about our joy? You know why? Because we have a world to reach. When we begin to reflect the glory of God, people are attracted to that. 
and it drives back darkness and it builds the kingdom of God. Listen, this is what a way maker is. A way maker is demonstrating the glory of God to make a way so somebody else can see God's glory. So somebody else can see Jesus. We reflect God just like Jesus reflected God. He reflected his father. That's what you and I do. We reflect the glory of God. It is not, it is not something we work up, y'all. It's not. And it's not something we should suppress with our unbelief. And this morning, I believe that the Lord wants you. He wants you to understand the power of the Holy Spirit living in you. He wants you to understand that this joy that reflects out of us isn't something that you and I produce. It is there because of him. We got to walk out of here as believers. Y'all, <laughs> believers who really believe. I mean, that's something as a church that we struggle with. Yeah, we know, okay, Jesus died on the cross. Yeah, that's what he did. We know it here. Do we believe it here? Do we believe it? So I had a friend of mine this week, and uh, she asked me, she's like, Robin, how do we walk in joy? And what came to mind was Romans 14, 17. And it says here, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And this is the kind of God that I serve, who is so ferocious about my joy that I get to be a part of a kingdom that says, guess what one of the main things is? Joy in the Holy Spirit. This kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So I told her, I was like, man, I get to live. I get to live this life in this kingdom accepted by Christ, so loved by him that I get to express my joy. I get to radiate that to others. I get to illuminate his glory so that people aren't seeing me, but who do they see? They see Jesus. They see Jesus. That is what we are to do as a church. We are, if we are so passionate about our God. We're so in pursuit of him. Man, I want to follow somebody like that. I want to be around somebody like that. I don't want to follow somebody that's, oh, I'm going to church on Sunday because that's how people like that talk. I don't know. <laughs> but I want to follow somebody who is authentically joyful. I want to be around people that are authentically joyful. You know, I want to show you a friend of mine, Sean Galbraith. 
this is him. I call it, this is his Superman gear, y'all. He's on the parking team outside. He is so, he's the guy out there that's like the traffic cop. Woo, blowing the, that's what a whistle sounds like. Blowing that whistle. <laughs> Direct, woo, blowing that. That's one more time. That's awkward. <laughs> but he's also the guy out there that's waving and smiling. And I'm going to tell you something about him. He's in our community group, and I am all the better for having him in, in my life, in our community group. And this guy, his wife and his daughter, they accepted Christ before he did. And he just kind of went with, he was going with the flow. Like, he really didn't need God. He didn't really need Jesus. He was coming to church, though. He was here at church. And last summer, here at Brentwood, one morning he raised his hand to accept Christ. Yes! Come on, that's good. That's awesome. You can have some joy about that. (laughs) And he raised his hand to accept Christ. And what is so cool about this guy, y'all, is I get to see, because he's in my community group, this, this authentic joy that's in him, this passion that he has. Like, it is not even worked up. It is so true. This guy believes. And the thing he said to me this week, he said, Jesus completes the story for me. Jesus completes the story. He does not doubt that Jesus loves him. He does not doubt what Jesus did for him. He just lives it. He, in some ways, because of that understanding and that belief, he's a lot further along in understanding Jesus than most Christians who've been in the church for years. This guy, he does not want to veil his joy. It's not, it can't be in him. Why? Because he has encountered Christ. He's encountered him and he believes in him. Isn't that amazing? Somebody who, knowing Christ less than a year, less than a year, understands that so clearly. You need to find him, <laughs> and you need to tell him, give him a high five, because he's an amazing guy. That's what this life is about. People are drawn to those who are joyful. So our joy is about kingdom building. And the only way that we do that, the only way that we have joy, is by encountering Christ. And it's not just a one-time thing. I said this before. It's not just a one-time thing. You and I need to encounter Christ daily and moment by moment even. When we encounter Christ, we reflect him because we see that we are loved. We know that we are loved. And secondly, we need to believe. Come on, believers. Believe. Believe the truth of who Jesus is. Y'all, he set you free. Believe what Jesus did on the cross. His blood was shed for you because of his great love for you. You are set free from the power of the enemy. You are set free from insecurities and doubts and unbeliefs. It is time as a church that we walk in that.
church. We want them looking at a church that is so illuminated by the glory of God. A church that isn't veiling their belief with unbelief and insecurity. Like, God loves you because he loves you, because he loves you, because he loves you. Done. He loves you. John 15, verse 9. It says, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. Stay there. Stay looking at Jesus. Remain in his presence. Like, I can only, I only want you. I only want you. And when the moments come and we look away, the Holy Spirit in us, reminding us, teaching us, look back to Jesus. Look back to Jesus. And if you look at verse 11, and it says that he's given this to us, so that you will be filled with his joy. When you remain in his love, you will be filled with his joy. And yes, your joy will overflow. It'll be more than enough. It'll be more than enough for you. It'll be more than enough. It will be more for somebody else who needs that joy. Who needs that joy? Y'all, this morning, I know, I believe this so strongly, that there are people in this room carrying so much junk. You've got these veils over your joy because you're carrying shame. You're carrying this fear that you don't measure up. And the Lord this morning wants you set free from that. So that is a lie. That is a lie. You don't have to be perfect for Jesus to love you. You don't. You can come to him with that shame. Take it to him. Lay it down. God, this is what I'm feeling. This is where I'm at. I have veiled you in my life because I've doubted you even. I don't believe what you've done for me. Alive. I thank you, Jesus, that you saved me, that you love me. That you love me. And I believe that this morning, finally. I finally believe that. If you prayed those words, keep your heads bowed and eyes closed, please. If you prayed those words this morning for the first time and you're saying, man, I do believe that, will you raise your hands? Will you raise your hand this morning? I believe him. I believe him. Yes. Yes. Thank you for that hand. Father, we thank you so much. Thank you so much for that person that raised their hand this morning, God. You, oh God, are sovereign. You brought that person here this morning for this message, and we thank you for it. We thank you for it, God. Lord, I pray that these folks that are here this morning would understand you better, would understand your love better, and that they would believe it. Pray, God, that they would encounter you 
that they would respond to you today. They would believe you, Father. You are so good to us. You're so good to us, Father. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. We're going to stand and we're going to worship God this morning. And I want you to feel comfortable. You go ahead and stand. I want you to feel comfortable to respond how you feel like God is drawing you to respond. Don't be insecure. There are response tables off to the side. You can um, have communion. There's also this Next Steps team here. We want to come alongside you and pray for you and pray with you. We want to believe that God is God who sets us free with you. We want to empower you and come alongside you. You don't have to do this alone. That's what the body of Christ is for. So if you feel led this morning, won't you respond? Let's just worship him. Thanks so much for listening today. We believe that everyone has a next step towards Jesus, and we'd love to help you take yours. Email us at hello at brentwoodchurch.org or visit our website, brentwoodchurch.org slash next steps. Until next time, go change the world.